Saturate us today, I pray. Saturate every cell of our beings. Quicken our minds today. Strengthen our spirits. We thank you that we are the temple of the living God. And that the spirit of God and that the spirit of glory dwells in us. Thank you, Lord, that you've made us mobile temples of the glory of God. Lord, we present ourselves afresh and anew to you this morning as a living sacrifice for your purpose, for your plan to be fulfilled not only in our lives, but through our lives. Thank you that the whole earth, we declare, is filled with the glory of God. Thank you that you are able and willing to turn a nation in a day. Lord, we thank you for doing a quick work. Lord, we know the harvest is great, but Lord, we know that you're greater, hallelujah, than any need is there. So we declare that there are laborers coming in to the kingdom of God from the north, south, east, and west to fulfill the plan of God and to fulfill your dream for all of mankind. And Lord, we give you the praise. We give you the glory just to say thank you that we have a part in it. And we honor you this morning in Jesus' name. And everyone shouted. You may be seated. Praise God. So open your Bibles this morning to Psalms 33, and we're going to talk a little bit more about saying about ourselves what God has already said. We've discovered that it is with the heart that man believeth unto righteousness, and it is with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, and there is this connection between your heart and your mouth. So what you want to make sure you do is you hook up your believer and your speaker together, and as a result, faith will be activated and faith will be released. In Psalms 33, verse 6, it says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. And then dropping down to verse 9, it says, For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. So God said, let there be light. And what happened? You look over in Genesis. God said, God said, God said. And whatever he said came to pass. And then it's interesting that he said that you and I are made in his image and in his likeness. When man became a living soul, when he breathed into mankind the breath of life, the sages say this, that the breath of life that that scripture means is that man became a speaking spirit. spirit. Amen. What does that man mean, man became a speaking spirit? Because man is made in his image and in his likeness, and we are to follow his example, we have the ability to live our lives through the word of God spoken out of our mouth. We can declare, we can say, and how many of you know good things will happen? Look at your neighbor and say, did you know... You're a speaking spirit. Amen. So our words, based on God's word, are going to produce. Amen. We have the power on the inside of us to see good things happen in our life. We have creative power to stop bad things. Amen. You know, there's bad things that come against all of us, but through the name of Jesus, through the blood of Jesus, and by the creative spoken word of God, you can stop that rat dead in his tracks. Faith-filled words can comfort people. They can console people. 
They can strengthen yourself, strengthen others, and build up people around you. Faith-filled words can soothe and bring peace. Faith-filled words can heal. They even can bring provision. They can stop the devil, but also they can loose angels. How many of you know that the angels of the Lord are encamped around about you this morning? And the Bible says that they hearken to the voice of His Word. So this morning I want to drive in once again the importance and the significance of words. So let's look over at Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 2. Proverbs the 6th chapter and the 2nd verse says, Thou art snared with what? With the words of thy mouth. How many of you know snared is not a good thing? So he says that we are snared with the words of thy mouth, that we are taken captive with the words of thy mouth. So if we can be snared with the words of our mouth, the opposite also must be true. We can be set free and stay free and keep free by the words of our mouth that are based on his word. Now one translation says, the sayings of your lips have overcome you. The sayings of your lips will overcome you. Now, don't let this be too simple to you because this is faith school and there will be a test afterward. In Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 11, it says this, that the mouth of a righteous man, that's you and that's me. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. It is a well of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Thank God you and I have found the well of life. Think about it for a moment. Just imagine that. Our mouths have the potential to provide wells of life to our lives. Amen. Wells of life. Wells of peace. Wells of joy. Amen. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and enjoy it to the full. Amen. He said that the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So as you take the word of God, which is spirit and life, and speak it over your life and into your life, those wells of life will always be there to see to it that the abundance of God begins to prevail over all situations. Amen. Now, look over at Mark 11, 23. So what these faith-filled words do (coughs) is they have creative ability. Faith-filled words can heal us. They can make us or they can break us. Or words can make you or break you. Our words, the words that we spoke yesterday, how many of you know they make what life is today? Amen? Now in Mark 11, 23, I want you to read this verse with me. Ready? Go ahead and read. I'm going to take a pull of water. One, two, three. Go ahead. That's a mouthful. Now, notice with me, it says whosoever. Every one of us are a whosoever. You don't have to be super spiritual to do Mark eleven twenty three. All you need to do is be born again with your heart right, and the mountains in our lives can be removed. <coughs> well, you could read it this way. He shall have 
whatsoever words that he speaks. Now, let me ask you a question this morning. You all ready? I told you there's going to be a test. Could Mark eleven twenty three work for you? What if you said, what if you said this consistently? My body is whole and my body is strong. What if you said every day, I mean with debt like this staring you in the face, all my debts are paid in full. Yeah, but Pastor Mark, life's been so tough. But what if you just kind of bypassed that and said this rather, things go well for me. Things go well for me. I have favor with God and with man. The question is, what if you said that consistently? According to Jesus, you will have what you believe and what you say. Hallelujah. How many of you believe in the words of Jesus? These are not the words of Pastor Mark and Pastor Brenda or Pastor Tom. These are the words of Jesus. Hallelujah. Here's another illustration. You may have heard yourself say this in years past and decades past. Or you may have heard other people say this. And incidentally, you are not to be the confession cop. You are not called to straighten everyone's confession out. You got enough to do to keep your own words right. And not everybody knows what you know. And you can turn people off by being aggressive with your faith. Remember this, faith always works by love. And number one, we are to let the love of God flow through us to others. Amen. Say it with me, I'm not, I'm not. the confession cop the confession. in the Bay Area. <laughs> so he says, why would you say that? Oh, you don't know why. You don't want to know why. But perhaps you've heard this. Come out of your own mouth. We don't ever. Stop right there. We don't ever fill in the blank. You don't even want to think about it. But instead of that, catch yourself. We don't ever run out of money. We always get the flu when the flu comes to town. It seems like when hands are laid upon us, we never get healed. We're always struggling. There's always more month than there is money. We never. It's just as easy to turn it over. And instead of saying, we always... Run out of money. You could say this. We always triumph in Christ. We always win. Because we are more than conquerors in Him. Somebody said, yeah, but that's just... 
It doesn't look that way. That's why he gave you the word of God to change the things that are seen by the unchanging word of the living God. Oh, come on, somebody. So here's what I've done over the years. I've asked the Lord to put a watch over the words of my mouth. Lord, help me to see what I am saying. Lord, help me to to make the adjustments in my everyday life. When the pressure is on, and have you noticed that the pressure does come regularly? When the pressure is on, when the squeeze is on, what is in you is going to come out of you. And that's why we encourage everyone that comes to Heart of the Bay to let the Word of Christ dwell in them every other week. No, let the Word of God dwell in you, what? Richly. The word richly there means copiously. It means abundantly. As you deposit his word in your heart, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. So make sure that you're making the right deposits because when the squeeze has come, you'll find out exactly where you're at. Amen? Say with me, out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth is going to speak. So away with these words like, I just can't be around cats. You may not want to be around cats. I can't eat seafood. I think we need to get a hold of this thing that's right under our nose. Beth Jones says it this way, let us get a grip on our lip. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying, watch what you claim. Yeah, but Pastor Mark, it's, it's, it's just my system. Well, God can change your system. I said God can change your system. Kidneys, you're my kidneys. And I'm speaking faith-filled words over my kidneys. Now listen to this statement. A continual affirmation of God's word in faith will build into your immune system a supernatural anointing that is capable of eliminating sickness and disease. Just because you might be getting older does not mean you need to be becoming weaker. Oh yeah, I, I know the body's mortal. And I know that if Jesus doesn't return soon and the rapture doesn't happen, we'll all go the way of the grave. But we don't have to go the way of the grave all messed up and all beat up. Because God has provided continuous quickenings for you and me. Speak life to your body. The one who created it knows how to fix it. The one who create the creator. Even if it's necessary for a creative miracle to replace an organ. How many of you know that he can do it? Well, somebody says, I, I've had a transplant and that's a natural way of things happening. No, God was in it all the time. He's moving in your behalf. He's moving in your life. Come on, let's raise our hands and say, Lord, we give you praise. 
Now, I'm going to say this again. A continual affirmation of God's word in faith will build into your immune system a supernatural anointing that is capable of eliminating sickness and disease. You know, God created your body in such a beautiful way. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Your body is designed by God to take care of itself. How much more with the power of God and with the word of God? Now, here's a few reasons why I believe what I just said. In Proverbs chapter 4, in verse 20 through 22. Now, this morning, we're getting into this area of speaking life over your body. Amen? Amen. You've been speaking the word of God. How many of you have been speaking the word of God from the book that we've been giving you? So you're training yourself to do that. Now, let's take it to another step. Notice with me in verse 20, he said, My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear to what? My sayings. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. We said a couple of weeks ago, faith will come more quickly and more easily for you as you hear yourself say and speak God's word. Amen? Now when he says, attend to my word, literally he means give my word attention. What that means is distractions will come, so you have to make sure that his word is first place. Verse 21. He goes on to say, let them not depart from before thine eyes. Keep them where? Keep them right down here in the midst of your heart. That's where your believer is, right? And then he tells us why. For they, my words, are life. Again, there's that word life. Unto those that do what? Unto those that find them. Take the time to look at it. Amen. Unto those that find them. And what? To all their flesh. And health to what? Just health to your nasals. Just health to your hand. No, it's health to all your flesh. And the word health there means medicine. So what he's saying is this. My words are life to those that find them. And my words are medicine to all their flesh. Just a few reasons to back up what I'm saying. Look at Job chapter 22 and verse 28. Job 22 and 28 says this, For thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon your ways. Amen? Decree means to declare. It means to say. In Proverbs 21 and verse 23, it says, Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue will do what? Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue will keep his what? His soul from troubles. Amen. How many of you want a peace of God that passeth all understanding? Then don't lend your tongue to speaking anxious words. Keep your mouth. Keep your tongue. And it will keep your soul from troubles. Amen. And then in Proverbs 12, 16, I'll just quote it to you. It says, the mouth of the upright shall deliver them. In Proverbs 12, 14, it says this. A man shall be satisfied with good by what? By the fruit of his mouth. How many of you want some good days? Some good things. Well, the way that you're going to be satisfied is by what you are saying and what you are believing. Now, we want to look at this, so let's take time. Proverbs 12, 
And notice with me in the 18th verse. Proverbs 12, verse 18. There is that speaks like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise. Are you a wise guy? I'm a wise guy. I don't mean I'm a smart aleck. I mean I'm a wise guy because I have the wisdom of God. Here's what it says. The tongue of the wise is health. One translation says it this way. The tongue of the wise brings healing. Amen. Amen. So this works in two areas. If you have a person that is battling sickness and disease, a wise ambassador brings healing to them through the words of their mouth. Sometimes it's just coming alongside the bedside of someone and just hugging them and loving them and telling them that God's not forgotten them, that he is for them, that he's on their side, and that you're there just to lift them up. See, that brings healing to people. That brings life to people. You know, confronting a person why they are sick doesn't do that person any good. Amen? But if you will comfort them, say with me, I'm not to confront, but I'm to comfort. So as a wise person, you can bring healing to others, but also wise men and wise women bring healing to their own lives by saying what God's word says concerning their temples. Amen? You can deliver strong doses of God's medicine to your lymph nodes. You can deliver strong doses of God's medicine to your liver. You can deliver large doses. I mean, big doses. When God said, my word is medicine, he does not tell us that you can overdose on it. I mean, you can be a word addict. You can be a word person in the morning and noontime all day long. Deliver large doses of God's medicine to your knees, to your joints, to your marrow. Deliver large doses of God's medicine to your kidneys. How do I do that? Speak life to your kidneys. Yeah, but Pastor Mark, I'm in kidney failure. That's what the doctors say. Amen. Here's what you say. Thank God my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And I'm calling my kidneys functioning normal in the name of Jesus. Deliver large dosages of God's word to your spirit, to your soul, and to your body. Now say this with me. Jesus is Lord of my life. Sickness and disease have no power over me. I call my immune system getting stronger and stronger by the day. Anemia, you are a curse of the law. But Galatians 3.13 says that Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Hallelujah. I call my blood pressure. 120 over 80. 120 over 80. <laughs> Somebody says, do you think that works? We go beyond thinking. We just know it works. Because God's word said it works. 
The lips of a wise person shall preserve them. That's God's will. I think we need to look at 1 Thessalonians 5.23. You know, the saints aren't to be pickled, they're to be preserved. How many of you enjoyed Pastor Brenda's message last week? Amen? We're not to look like we're sucking on sour persimmons. Amen? We're not pickled, we're preserved. It's the will of God for us to be preserved. It's the will of God for us to be kept intact until He returns. In 1 Thessalonians 5.23, let's read this together. And the very God of peace sanctify me wholly, and I pray God my whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'll be working out or I'll be praying, and I'll pray that over you just about every day. I'll just speak life to the congregation. I'll speak life to all of our friends, all of our partners, all of our members. And even to my own life and my own family, I'll just say, Lord, preserve us. Keep us spirit, soul, and body. Keep us strong. Keep us intact until you return. Lord, your will be done in our lives. Your plan be fully accomplished. Keep us strong. Whatever's wrong in our bodies, make it right, Lord, for your glory, so that we may serve you acceptably with godly fear. Hallelujah. Pray that over your life. Pray that over your family. Pray that over your kids. Pray that over your grandchildren. Glory to God. And I receive communion on a regular basis. And when I get to the part where I hold up the cup, I'll say this over your life. I'll say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over every member. I plead the blood of Jesus over every person that comes into this place. All of our partners. And I declare no weapon formed against any of us is going to prosper. We are doing our best. To speak his word over your lives. Some of you need to get serious about speaking his word over your life as well. And I don't mean that as a condemnation, but I mean that as a challenge. You have a thief out there who wants to kill, to rob and destroy. He's walking about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You put your Holy Ghost stake, word-filled stake in the ground and say, He may not devour me. He may not devour my church. He may not devour this nation. Hallelujah. Let's raise our hands and thank him for faith-filled words. They're dominating the laws of sin and death. Look at Proverbs 16, 24. I just want to challenge you this morning. Proverbs 16, 24. God can take whatever's wrong in your life and make it right. Just because you have symptoms in your body does not mean that you're defeated. Just because you have debt does not mean that you're stupid. Just because of the onslaughts of the enemy only means one thing, that the devil doesn't like you. But who cares what the devil don't like? Jesus is in love with us and we're in love with him. Amen? Notice this in Proverbs 16, 24. It says, pleasant words are has a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and what else? Health to the bones. So if you've got some bone issues going on, 
speak God's sweet words over your life. Hallelujah. Somebody says, yeah, but I, I had to have surgery. I had to have a hip replacement. Glory to God. You got a new hip. Amen. And then you just say, thank God there's not going to be another one. This hip's going to take me all the way to the rapture of the church. Amen. Glory to God. Don't let the devil beat you up over a surgery you've had. Don't let the devil beat you up because maybe you had to go into foreclosure in your home years ago. Don't let the devil beat you up. Rise up, child of God. Rise up in the name of Jesus. And just declare how it's going to be from this day forward. Hallelujah. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the day of your deliverance. Amen. So it's health to your bones. I read something in Charles Capp's little book. He said this, the following article entitled Patient Knows Best appeared in the August of 1991 issue of Reader's Digest. He said, a person's answer to the question, is your health excellent, is it good, is it fair, or is it poor? He said this, they did a study on this. It is a remarkable predictor of those who will die or live over the next four years, according to new findings. A study of more than 2,800 men and women 65 and older, I'm, I'm in that category, found those, those who rate their health poor are four or five times more likely to die in the next four years than those who rate their health excellent. You may feel poor. You may look in the mirror and you may look poor. But don't talk poor. Get poor mouth out of your mouth. Amen? And get God's word in your lips. Say what he said about you. Well, somebody says, what did he say about you? Hey, go in the bookstore and get that little CD on healing scriptures that we put together a couple decades ago. And listen to that and listen to it and take your medicine regularly and daily and say what God's word says about you. Get poor out of your mouth and get God's word back in. Amen. Well, I just don't know whether I'm going to make it. Oh, yeah, you're going to make it. I'm going to make it. That's the confession of a winner. Let's try it on for size. I'm going to make it. I'm going to go all the way. I'm going all the way, all the way to the finish line. I'm going strong. I'm going full, full of faith, full of the Holy Ghost. I'm going all the way. How many of you believe that? Come on, let's give God praise that we're going all the way. We're going all the way. Now. If you're going to make it all the way, that means that you must have God's help. Yes. Amen? Amen? And one of the ways that God has helped us is given us His Word. Simply to believe and to say and to act upon and just believe it's true in my life. 
one confession that's in your little booklet that we passed out a couple of weeks ago. It is true unto me according to the word of God. Say that with me. It is true. It's true unto me according to the word of God. Now here's what their findings were. People that have an image of themselves in poor health will talk poor health. Even though they may be in good health, they seem to live out the reality of the image they have of themselves even unto death. And that lines up with Proverbs 18 verse 21 where it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Talk strength. Talk health. Quickly go over to James chapter 3. James the third chapter. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank God. May the eyes of our understanding be flooded with light today, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Turn the lights on, Lord. Turn the lights on for all of us. Lord, may the entrance of your word give light to us today. Oh, presele brande le veste le bratayada. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for moving, moving, moving in the hearts, moving in the minds of your people. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, James chapter 3, it says this in verse 2. If any, in many things we offend all, if any man offend not in word, the same as a mature man or perfect man, and able also to do what? The NIV says, able to keep their whole body in check. I wonder, can you control your body with faith-filled words? Can you control your appetites with faith-filled words? There was a young man that just couldn't beat smoking. And he went to every prayer meeting and he had hands laid on him, most likely till all of his hairs rubbed off his head. And he came to a friend of mine and said, you know what? I've done my best. I just can't beat smoking. I just can't stop smoking. I just cannot do it. You believe that he was convinced that he couldn't do it? Did he rise to the level of his confession? Absolutely he did. So my friend just graciously said, hey, do this. Instead of talking like that, say this. Every time you light up a cigarette, every time you light up a cigarette... Say, thank God, I'm free from smoking cigarettes. Thank you, Lord, I'm free from smoking cigarettes. He said, really? I'll feel wrong about that. How can I do that? Light up and thank God I'm free. He said, just do it. Just do it. About a month or so later, this young man came in the back door of the church, smiling ear to ear. And he walked up to my friend. He said, guess what happened? He said, I am now totally free from smoking cigarettes. It's been X amount of days or X amount of weeks since I smoked a cigarette. Amen. Amen. How about this in the area of eating? I don't desire to eat so much that I become overweight. But I present my body to God as a living sacrifice. Amen. Well, I just can't keep from eating the whole pie. The Bible does not say anything about you deepening your piety. (laughs) Say it. Say it. Say it. Well, I've been addicted to this for all these years. I just can't get off of that. How about this? 
Thank God whom the Son has set free is free indeed. I'm declaring my freedom from heroin. I'm declaring my freedom from alcohol. I'm declaring my freedom from cigarettes. I'm declaring my freedom from pornography. I just can't seem to to get off the porn. Just take that computer and throw it out the window. Do whatever you've got to do. Amen? To maintain your freedom. Stand fast in the liberty. Wherewith Christ has made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Can you control your body with faith-filled words? Can you change what you say and see your life changed? Notice with me in verse 3. Verse 3 of James chapter 3. He said, Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships which they be so great are driven of fierce winds, yet are turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. What this is saying is the tongue is like a steering wheel to your life. What a steering wheel is to your car, your tongue is a steering wheel to your life. What I am saying is steering my life. Somebody says, well, I don't like where I'm going. Then turn it around. Go another way. Go another direction. And then lastly, look at James 1.22. James 1.22. Say it with me. I am a doer. I'm a doer of the Word of God. And I am not a hearer only. That's what James 1.22 says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only. Dropping down to verse 26, it says this, If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. And then lastly, James 2, verse 17. James 2.17, it says, Even so faith, if it has not works, what is it? It's dead being alone. What this is saying to us, faith without actions is dead. Now listen to this statement. This is worth your drive in today. The number one way of being a doer of the word is by speaking God's word. That is the number one way of acting your faith. Faith comes by hearing and is released by saying. Let us not fail to see the significance of faith-filled words. Amen? Let's stand.